0: that. Here we go, kids. Recorded live at the Hawk's Nest on the Summit in Pataskala, Ohio, this is Garage Days. Underproduced and over the top, I'm your host, Arch Madness thanks for all the downloads from last week's show, The Welcome Back Bahab episode. I thought it was I thought it was a hot mess <laughs> personally, but everyone seemed to enjoy it. Uh, also appreciate your patience. I usually get those out on Friday, but it was it was nuts last week for the holiday and all that. And so I got it out on Monday. Again, I appreciate your patience on that. Most everybody was patient. I mean, everyone except cornbread. Over there, cornbread wasn't very patient about that. But I, I know, I know, cornbread, going to cornbread. I've got some stories about cornbread. I cannot wait. Uh, I knew that show was going to get crazy, and it did. Uh, Great to have Bob back. Bob, it's great just to have you back. People want to hear you again. It's kind of hear me again. (laughs) Kind, yeah, yeah. There you go. Right, right. Kind of, just kind of hear. You missed the what's that when he? Oh, he 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 can talk, but you hit the button, don't you? No, that's just if a plane flies by. Okay. Like, like he we let him talk. Yeah. Right? I'm pretty. I mean, I'm built, not real smart, but he's it's okay. You know I mean, what I mean? The dude I built a bar. I mean he's
1: I'm I'm eye candy. Yeah. At best. Well no,
0: you are. I yeah, can't it, wait. I'm I'm man handsome. I'm man Dude, handsome. I have that. You wait. Yeah. You, you say that now, but wait till I wait till I wait you yeah. see what I wrote. All right. So, Bob, great to have you back. Thank you. On this episode, there'll be no rehash segment to make up for that. Uh, this week's gimme five is more like a gimme seven or eight. Today's guest is one of those dudes that we always seem to go off in all kinds of directions, like we just did. So I figured no sense in, in playing an older clip this week. Uh, we haven't talked in forever, so this is going to be a fun one. This gentleman was a regular guest on the old Vinyl Analysis Show. Love talking shop with him and his partner in crime over there. Uh, great dude, killer guitar player, and damn it, he's just so good looking. I wrote that. I, I did that. I said oh that. Trent Anderson. What's up, brother? Not much, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Got you and Cornbread and the professor all in here. Everything's... Yeah. So, okay. No, no, no. You. So here's the deal. Uh, so we a gave deal. Cornbread a, uh, his, his nickname last week, right? Yeah. So now he has... That's his mascot. What exactly is that Cornbread, Dwayne? It's a dog toy. It's a dog toy. <laughs> I don't yeah. hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Thought I would, but I don't, I, don't, I don't hate it. I should also say that Cornbread gave Willie, the Hawk's Nest mascot, a new hat. That's a beautiful hat. Thank you, Cornbread. Yeah. So I, can I tell you exactly what I was... I'm going to kind of break it later, but I might as well do it now. Okay. I'm going to make Cornbread uh, Willie's godfather. Whoa, there you go. Look at that. That's that's a lot. I'm that's Trent, a lot. There's a lot yeah. to pro- Okay, yeah, I have to see. I've should I should have done that on the air. Yeah, well, him-
1: I don't know how you couldn't. I've known cornbread for almost 30 years. <laughs> lots, that's
0: great. Lots of fun stories. When I teased it last week, because we just kind of cemented this a couple, you know, it wasn't long before that, that show when we recorded it, and I said, you know, next week we got Trent Anderson. And you heard cornbread in the back, what? And say, what? <laughs> oh, so yeah. they got history. Yeah. I, Trent, let's do this. First right. off, how are you, man? Are you good? Everything I, good? You look great. I said that in the intro. That's what but, I do. You know okay. what I mean? I wake up, this, right? <laughs> this
1: doesn't just happen. It's a process. I'm good, my friend. Oh. But I haven't really been doing much. Okay. Just right. kind of keeping my head down, staying under the radar, and trying not get caught. All right. All right.
0: It's what I do best. When's the last time you picked up the guitar, man? Last night. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. What'd you play last night?
1: I I noodled. Okay. I've got the attention span of a shoelace, so I just I do a lot of noodling.
0: I do I do too. More yeah. on that in just a few. Yeah. Here it comes
1: oh yeah. It's
0: fly pattern by
1: so
0: What is that? It is it's outgoing. outgoing yeah. Okay. Where where are those uh, Columbus folks it's heading? They're going to okay. Denver where it's legal. They still got
1: snow. Two hot chicks
0: going skiing. Okay. They got two hot chicks on there going skiing, Trent. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's going to Denver. I remember one time I got mistaken oh. for a
1: hot chick. Oh did, yeah, I was From Denver? Or going uh, to Denver? Uh, well, maybe from Columbus. Um I had really super long hair back. I've in the seen day, those pictures, but I looked like a I looked like a teenage girl from behind. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a better way to say that, Trent. I, I did. I, I'm sorry. No, no, and no. Like these guys drove by and they started laying on the horn, and right. I'm like. They either think I'm really cool, and when I turn around, they're going to laugh at the joke, or I'm going to get my ass kicked. Right. Fortunately, they thought I was cool. Okay. Fair enough. I could probably outrun them. Well... I run like a wounded deer. Okay. the <laughs> You run like Willie over yeah. there? Yeah. Well, probably Cornbread's better, godson? Probably better than <laughs> right. Willie. I'm not on the wall.
0: When did you start playing guitar, man?
1: Uh, I was 15. I, um... My dad had an acoustic guitar, and um, I had a buddy that taught me the intro to Fly By Night.
0: And that's and how it started? That's
1: how it started. And I knew those two chords for about six months. And my family wanted to put a pillow over my head while I was sleeping, because how, that's all I played. How old were you then? I was 15. 15? Yeah. When did you, uh,
0: you start your first band?
1: Um, I was 18 or 19. Okay. Yeah, it was a band called Retribution. We were uh, played a lot at the Al Rosa and Park uh, Park Avenue. If you remember Park Avenue, I remember the name. Yeah, we played a lot there. Um, and then from there, um, I started playing in a band called Doctor Lecter. And that's where I met the professor.
0: That's where you met the professor,
1: Saint Avenger. And um, you know, we played a lot around Columbus and. Um, I hooked up with the boys from Tamerlane, and so what year was that when you hooked up with Tamerlane? Ninety-four. Okay. We were probably three, four years too late. You know, to I mean, we had a good time, had
0: a great following, but the scene had changed. Yeah, it completely changed. The crazy thing is, there was that you had that ten-year where the scene had changed, but isn't it crazy now? Like it's kind of going back. Yeah, it's going back to what. Well, and people are learning. We wanted. To, yeah. Well, and people <laughs> learn how to play guitar now. You know, like,
1: like before, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. You're angry. Right.
0: Show me something. Now, Tamerlane, you had. Now, when I look back at the history of the band, the, the, the show with Doc and was huge, right? Oh, yeah. It's massive. It was, so,
1: it was awesome. Dude, that was a, I, I met Don Doc and, you know, I was like, oh, hey. And then George Lynch walked by and I, <laughs> yeah. What, I couldn't what, talk. Yes. I was like, you look really smart in your glasses, Mr. George. Oh, I got to go now. I just started puberty.
0: What was that like, man? It was amazing. Yeah. It, it was the
1: coolest thing. The fun part, um, and this is where my professor right. told me this story. I'm going to let him share it. Okay. And uh, they were sound checking.
0: Go ahead. Come on, Jason. Get Muncine, up here. The professor.
1: senior professor.
0: Let's hear it.
2: So what's always classic to see with some of these bands is who really knows their stuff, who doesn't know their stuff. And and not to take anything away from Furious George, because we all love Lynch. Amazing. Right, he right. is just off the hook. But it was funny to watch the setup with 25, 30 different pedals. And his guitar tech got everything set up, and so as they – Got everything running his tech is pointing out this track you're going to hit this pedal this pedal and this pedal in this sequence and don't do this sequence and it was really informative just to be able to watch the guitarist and his tech working together during the setup and the amount that goes into the effects yeah. that george oh has is just off the hook
0: and he does it himself correct yeah, he yeah has, could, he he does all his on stage switching and and one of the few guys that I know uh, can I can think of that had a guy to do that was was well, Dimebag had a guy I mean, he had Grady who like like yeah. was in the back and yeah. he knew exactly what to do. Yeah, what was your preference, Trent?
1: Um, to try to not get too drunk and fall down. <laughs> okay, all right,
0: had nothing to do with pedals, <laughs> no, or effects, no. right? No,
1: um. I just kind of ran straight in, and um, you know, I wish I knew now, or I wish I
0: knew then what I knew now. What was that night like, Professor? When they when they opened for Docking? <laughs> okay, we we heard about the pre. I we heard about talk. the yeah. The so aud- so so he couldn't sound talk. check.
2: We had the sound check just to. Temper this as to date ourselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. George had his daughter with him at the time
1: on the bus. Yeah, he took it, her on the road with
2: him. Took her out on the road with him, and now that same daughter is, is married. married to Richie Faulkner, yeah. Richie
0: Faulkner of Judas Priest. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. So it,
2: it's it's amazing to watch the times change. Donkin, it was so thankful. Don still had his voice. Yeah. they sounded great that yeah. night. Yeah, they were touring behind Dysfunctional. Not one of their best albums, but certainly there are that worst. At all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Painful. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there's yeah, a I, few gems there in those. And those the but that's will, a tough one. That, yeah, was a that, tough was one. that was a tough one. That was a tough yeah, one. I, I will
2: knock on Dawkins' crew a little bit because, in true rock star fashion, Tamerlane was absolutely ripping it up that night. It had the crowd in a frenzy. And Dawkins' crew decided it would be wise to go ahead and unplug half the back line on us. Really? And the funny part of all of it was they couldn't have picked a worse time to do it because they picked the time when we're in the song called Bottom of the Bottle, which is just a drum and bass line. And so when they kicked the guitars out, I'm instantly looking to see where, what went wrong. Right. And discovered immediately they were the culprits and knocked the one guy out of the road and put everything back in. So the power of the amps came right back up. Just as the song kicked right back yes. yeah. in,
0: Professor. Was beautiful. That's why he's the I'm, professor, I, dude. I, y- you come for the Trent Anderson, but you stay for the Professor. Let's he knows be, where all the bodies are buried. L- let's, let's <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he knows a lot of deep dark secrets.
0: <laughs> what you, What was the year again when you guys met? Ninety-two. Yeah, we met right, ninety-two. Yeah, right about ninety-two, and you knew right away this is the guy you got to have at your. I mean, obviously, I. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he. Uh, if it's 92 i'm i'm pulling the professor by my side as well man dude
2: <laughs> we had some legendary arguments over tones yeah. just as, as me being a guitar tech and him being the guitarist we had some donnie brooks of, Yeah. Uh, Getting to the point where everybody was happy with It's
0: not head. loud enough. <laughs> oh, I, can't. I can't
1: hear myself.
0: I couldn't even imagine you but, guys fighting. But I do I have can't. to share
2: this story. Okay. It, is we're playing in a place out in Sydney, Ohio <laughs> called the Jungle. Okay. He's having a bad night
0: <laughs>
2: and decides he wants to become Jeff Labar from Cinderella and takes his Les Paul and literally chucks Ooh. it across the stage, midair. Had never done this before. Knew,
1: I knew. Right. Did he ca- catch it? Uh, I
2: caught Ding! it. Yep. Because the look on his face, I still hold to this day as priceless. When he chucked it and then it realized what he had just done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I told you, Bob. I, I told you. I told
1: you, man. I'm a doer, not a thinker. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I just, this is going to happen right now. Jason. Professor. Catch me. Catch me. Yeah. Wouldn't be. I thought you were going to tell them the uh, two seventy five.
2: Oh, we can tell that story. Well, no, I'm
1: cool. in. I'm in.
0: Fellows, you in for this? We may have to clean this one up a bit, people. All right, flight yeah. pattern, Bob, Cornbread, myself, yep. uh, Willie, Cornbread's godson.
1: Corn Cornbread may uh, <laughs> he may blush on this one.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Do I is this something? I pride myself on being underproduced. Yeah. So oh, don't yeah, I just w- brought
1: the property value down. It's
0: okay. I I had to trust me. I had to lay a little uh, patchwork on that show last yeah. week. <laughs> go. Let's hear so, it. So so
2: aside from being guitar tech, <laughs> stage manager, bus driver, I was also the babysitter and bodyguard half the time.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And
2: so we're playing one night down in Cincinnati, and uh, we got finished with the show. Everybody had girlfriends there because we were close to home, so I mean- everybody kind of scattered except this one. And I had the bus in the trailer with all the gear yeah. and this one. So we're starting up 270. He's tied a good one on for the night, we'll say. Right. And uh, poured him into the passenger seat. And on the freeway, we hit road construction. Surprising freeway construction here in Ohio. You right. never see that. No. Right. <laughs>
0: and, and so oh, I believe for you. For the
2: next half hour, 40 minutes, we're creeping along 275 <laughs> at about 10 mile an hour. Right. <laughs> He looks at me and goes, I got a piss. Yep. And I said, okay. I said, sounds great. Now go back to sleep and we'll stop as soon as we can. Okay. Okay. Right. Out he goes. About 10 minutes later. Repeats the whole process. I got a piss. I'm- go back to sleep. Okay. <laughs> so this goes on two, three, four times. And we've covered a couple miles. Can't get off the freeway. We're locked in in the right. constructions right. are just
1: stuck there. Yeah. Me and my darn thimble-sized bladder. I was like, "Dude, give me a cup or something." I was like, "Wait, there's a hat right there." You know, I'm
0: yeah, you know, pissing a hat.
1: Right? Yeah, that I makes mean, sense. It makes perfect sense at but the time. This is where it gets interesting.
0: Okay, so
2: I tell him, "I just throw down the damn window." Okay, and I think he's going back to sleep. I'm paying attention because traffic's finally starting to move. I you got don't want to bump into
0: anybody. Right. Exactly.
2: So all of a sudden, the guy behind me starts flashing his lights, blowing his horn, just losing his mind, and I'm yeah. like. What is up with this a-hole?
0: Right. What's up with that, professor?
2: I look to my right, me, and it's a full moon because (laughs) my partner in crime here is standing up in the passenger seat of the bus, hanging out the window, window, peeing all over this guy's car.
1: Not my (gasps) finest moment. Oh. Yeah. He is
2: having a conniption.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not my finest moment. No. No, it's not. But in my defense, I don't really remember a lot of it. Right, right. So, you know, it may not have happened.
0: I, I, well.
2: And and, and mm. and if that wasn't bad enough, we get up the freeway, (laughs) find an exit ramp. Awkward. Yes. He goes running in the door, and this poor little clerk.
1: I come rolling in, and, you know, hair everywhere. I weighed all of about a buck ten, soaking wet, full of
0: piss and vinegar. And well, not piss as much. Well, anymore. not so much. Not yeah, so more much. vinegar than piss, yeah, yeah. really. And you... the
2: first words out of his mouth, walking in this poor convenience store at you know three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes, I want your dirtiest, nastiest porno mag that you got. <laughs> and this guy doesn't know whether to run, cower, or pray for his life at mm-hmm. this point.
1: Yeah, he points to the Playboy. Yeah, well, that's... and I said, no, no,
0: no, no. no.
2: <laughs> so, as yes, he points to the Playboy out. He, no, 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 no. I said dirty. <laughs> so the guy points to the next one in line. No, I said dirty and nasty. And this process repeats itself several right? times before he finally f- decides on, I don't know, grannies for life or something like that <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, Yeah, this poor kid was scarred. Ah.
2: <sighs> And was happy to see the long-haired hippies roll out of his. I state. bet, <laughs> I, I
1: bet, yeah. I bet. Legendary weekend.
0: Sounds like yeah, it. So much fun. Trent, some some of some of your influences. I mean, because you and I met, and this was I don't know how many years ago. Years ago. Uh, it, it, boy, that's yeah. Probably even more so than that, don't you yeah. think? With uh, was that wag? That was Wags and Elliot, though, wasn't it? No. Um,
1: I think Wags had. He wasn't there. Dan was there.
0: All right, it's about 12 years ago. Elliot. All right, 12 years ago. You and Christy. Yeah, 12 years ago. And me. Gotcha. But you and I bonded over our love of Ace Fraley, right? Then we found out that we're both huge Jakey Lee fans. Uh, yep. I don't see so, anything go wrong there. So, I mean, when you talk about your influence, we brought up George Lynch. Of course, Ace Fraley. Yeah. Jake, you, you know... I talk about Jake all the time. Oh, he's the guy on the show. It's, yeah. it's he doesn't get enough. No, and he, dude, he can play through a
1: Walmart special through a right. crappy it's him. It's silver tone amp, and it's going to sound amazing. I'm it's going you. to be Jake.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, let's uh let's get into the Gimme Five because something tells me this Gimme Five. It's going to be
1: like, give me about
0: 20 or 30. Yeah, yeah. it really is. I'm going to start with the number five story. Now, the headline reads, Rainbow singer Ronnie Romero doesn't think there are plans for the band to do anything in the near future. Now, Ronnie Romero, another reason I love talking about him, and I brought him up the last couple of weeks, and that's because he is the current, we're just going to say current because it's going to be in you know October when MSG gets here. Yeah. But he's the current singer today. Today. Maybe. With Michael Shanker yeah. and his group. So... This thing... Let me, let me go ahead and read the story because it's in a new interview with Jeff Godowsi. Right? Sorry about that, Jeff. From misplacedraws.com, Rainbow singer Ronnie Romero was asked about the current status of the band six years after the Richie Blackmore-led outfit first reformed to play sporadic shows. Now, that's when I was first introduced to Ronnie Romero. There was a DVD. I actually gave it away on my show on QFM, but it was... And I forget where it was. It was over in Europe somewhere. But... You know Richie had put together this band, but he had Ronnie Romero, and I was like, I was amazed that he had this guy who could do the Dio stuff. He had this mm-hmm. guy who could do, you know, the, the Grand uh, Bonnet, well, the Grand Bonnet, yeah. and, and, and honestly, and the Joel Lynn Turner. I mean, it was it was a combination. I
1: forgot about Joel Lynn Turner. It was yeah. a
0: combination of all that. Do you know. guys, do you guys?
1: Here he comes, oh yeah, it's fly pattern bound. What do you got, Bob?
0: No hot chance. How many people are on that plane, though, Bob? 142. Mm. Oh, wow. A bunch of suits, evidently. Yeah. So let's see here. So Ronnie Romero, he says, we normally keep in contact, not very often because obviously Richie is a very isolated person. He's kind of strange, I think. Oh, you think? Uh, do you think? Do you think?
1: think? Like, he, he he gets dark. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah.
0: That guy would be scary
1: to hang out with. I would rather hang out with Jimmy Page. During his uh, heroin-induced fury, <laughs> living in Aleister Crowley's old house, gotcha, and hang out with Richie Blackmore.
0: Well, some of the stories I'm hearing about you, Trent. I mean, we might want to ask these guys if they want to hang out with you. Yeah, they might. I mean, Sounds I don't know. Awful. You're pissing out the moving the, the window of a oh, moving vehicle.
1: There was far worse. Uh, oh, I, oh, <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Thank you for
0: giving me that story. That's that's okay. plenty. There's that's, plenty to go off the air. <laughs> But he says, I don't think there's going to be any plan in the near future because the pandemic, and this is something I want to touch on, guys, because the pandemic was way complicated, obviously, for all the music business. And now, like, everything is getting back to normal but delayed two years. So there's a lot of shows happening. Until it gets completely back to normal, it's going to it's gonna happen at least in a couple of years. So I think Richie, not too much on the idea. He also says that he just put out a new Blackmore's Night album. But that's something, I, w- you know, either one of you cats... Think about that. Show business right now, we were talking about it before we recorded because I think it's an interesting topic that's never been brought up, but show business is catching up. Like, your backlog, two years, everybody's going out now, so I could see where Richie's like, well, I don't even want yeah, to test think, that.
1: I don't think it's ever going to get back to normal.
0: I think, with, like with Blackmore, because a lot of these guys are getting old. Well, I get that, man. He's well into his 70s, and yeah. he might just not want to do it anymore. Yeah. And I was surprised he did it six years ago, quite honestly. Absolutely. And still was amazing. But that band was pretty cool. Yeah. None of these guys are, are pups no. anymore. No, so So.
2: And I, I think the other... Thing that's complicating it. Aside from that, mm-hmm. is, is the fact so many of these guys like Blackmore are using a, a group of musicians that are playing in three, four, five different units. Yeah. Right. And so now with everybody trying to go out, trying to get those same cats mm. to be able yeah. to line up with your tour schedule versus the two or three other projects they're working with, right. it
0: is creating just well, havoc
1: for at, a lot of people. Look at guys like Jeff Pilson.
0: Right. I mean... How many bands is he in? But the Foreigner thing's worked out that's pretty his, good for that's him. That's his money gig.
1: Yeah. It's like, uh, who was Sarzo? Um, well, Rudy's been with everybody. Was he, like, with Grand Funk or something yeah, like that? Not Grand uh, Funk, but he was with... I, it's, I, I can't remember who... But it's a it's a gig where it's... Const- consistent money for him right so that you know you're taking a chance walking away from something like foreigner to go play with you know whatever new band george lynch has got
0: right right got to make sure you yeah. you take where the yeah the most cash flow yeah, is especially well, after taking two years off because yeah. they weren't getting they weren't getting paid for recording and, no
2: and, and you talk about rudy here's a guy that you know is putting you know word and friendship Probably ahead of financial dollars, doing the it, quiet and, riot
0: gig, stepping back. Yeah, in that's pretty quiet damn riot. cool. That's pretty damn cool, man.
1: I, well, so I think, I think he's probably got coin. Oh, he does. I think he's. he made does. a. He does. Good, oh, without, he without, 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 without a doubt. Without uh, a doubt. Without a doubt.
0: Without a doubt. Number four, guys. Uh, Getty and Alex open up about keeping uh, Neil's health a secret. So Getty Lee and Alex Lice, uh, Life, son of Rush, recently sat down for an interview. Uh, in Toronto for House of Strombo. Uh, Lee and Lifeson talked about the 40th anniversary of their eighth studio album, Moving Pictures, the loss of Rush drummer Neil Peart, and grieving in public. He says, this is from Getty. He says, uh, Neil didn't want anyone to know about his illness. He just didn't. He wanted to keep it in the house, and we did. And that was hard. He says, I can't tell you it was easy because it was not easy, and it was ongoing. He was diagnosed and given 18 months at the most. And he went on three and a half years. And so that was a constant flow of us going to see him, giving support. What his family had to live through was really difficult. He says, it's, a very, it's very hard to function normally because you can't talk to anybody about it because nobody's supposed to know. And you remember, I, they were doing interviews mm-hmm. and, and deflecting. Uh, he says, you deflect it. And, and so that feels, on one hand, it feels dishonest. But on the other hand, you're being loyal to your friend. So fuck the dishonesty part. And that's the end of the quote from getty let me just say this about those rush guys class act uh, yeah all the way around you can talk about the musicianship because they are top of the food chain yes. all three of them but as far as a class act and just being loyal to their friends my goodness yeah that was one of the most that was shocking yeah. we had no idea you know you hear people say you hear people say like some music well i'd heard rumblings. I heard rumblings. You he didn't hear anything. Man. I didn't hear shit. Like he man. just died. I didn't hear shit. Yeah. So I thought that was that's amazing. Yeah. Those that, guys, that, I, that Getty and I were able to do that. I just, I, what friends, man. Yeah. The, to have buddies like that, those are the guys you're going to ride with.
1: Well, they call it ride or die. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, there's some truth to that, man. Yeah. I just, I just mad respect for those guys. Yeah. All right. So. Mm.
2: So, speaking of Professor, those two,
0: yeah, oh, go ahead, man, because I'm going to lean on you on how, this next one. How about one.
2: the latest one of Mike Portney throwing his name in the hat that if Rush ever wants to reform, right. he'd be standing tall at the drum throne?
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I think he could do it. I think the problem with Portnoy, um, obviously, I, we, we don't hear everything. I think Portnoy is one of those guys that I think he probably would. What wouldn't it. he do? He or regretted no. yeah, he regretted leaving Dream Theater yeah. for the yeah. Avenged Sevenfold yeah. and then they didn't want him.
0: And not to be look, we'll get out of the sadness here for the most part. Um but I'm tearing. You know up. who I think you know who I think they would have probably grabbed? Taylor. Hawkins. Oh yeah, I could see that. He played with him at the Hall of Fame yeah. induction. Yeah. I mean, ben, you know, ben, well, you think about it. I mean, the line for the drummers that would want to do that. And more on reunions and, and what they entail here later. This will Because we are going to talk about the Van Halen stuff. Everybody knows that's coming. This could go for hours. Well, I know. But pe- everybody knows the Van Halen stuff's coming. And we're, we're, we're going to get to that. But would you guys have been cool? Look, man, we just talked about how great these guys were. They're not going to record new music. They're not going to have Port, you know, Portnoy or, or, or any of these other drummers write lyrics. No. Right. They would do it more to honor, and we'll get into the Van Halen thing here as well. Would you, guys, either one of you guys have a have a problem with that? I mean, if they did it, if they just went and kind of did it as a tribute, did some shows one summer... And I just to document great. it and and just to yeah. honor Neil's music. That, that's the music. biggest way
2: if, if they do, do it right absolutely stage it as a tribute stage it as you know a memoriam whatever right. you want to call it but don't do it as hey we're rush and we just got a new drug
0: Cornbread I know I know you're a huge, He's rush, huge fan, a rush fan He's a huge Rush fan Are what would you think bro Nobody can do what they did before Right but I mean, I mean if it can't
1: even it can't even be come close to
0: being Right renowned. Would but but it's and, and Trent you might we're probably gonna ask the same thing I mean but if go ahead go ahead go well, ahead well I think for them it would be
1: because they're classy guys I think it'd be a full on it would yes Neil... it would seem
0: less money grab and more yeah. friendship yeah from I, I I'd they're the it would one be band a... that can do it
1: amen yeah. Trent it'd be a, just a total everything on stage would reference Neil Peart and.
0: You know, different just, drummers get some different drummers to come yeah. in. Yeah, you know, maybe do something like that. Yeah. And I mean, really... they'd make a
1: fortune doing it, so they could pay whoever they wanted. Right. But yeah, I, I think it'd just be a, a total Neil Peart tribute, and I'd
0: be okay with that. Yeah. It, but it, but like Cornbread said, I mean, obviously, no one can fill those no. shoes. But no. if if you know, it, it just seems like with this, and and we're gonna get to Ed here in a second, but. It was ripped under our our feet so quick yeah. that, it, you know, it's like, well, maybe maybe we do try and do something in honor it because it kind of hit us from out of nowhere.
1: Here it comes, oh yeah, it's fly pattern bound.
0: Yes, Bob. Headed for Orlando. Orlando? Okay. it's. Smell sunscreen. He smells sunscreen on the app. Six hot chicks. Six hot chicks. Nice. How, how many souls are on there, Bob? Uh, he's got me saying it now. Yeah. yeah there's there's uh, 126 souls. Very religious. Souls. I got to get that app. What's that, Bob? How many? I'm sorry. I was... 126 souls. 126 souls. Yeah. yeah. But there's objects with sunscreen. So okay. Good. All right. All right. And the, before, Brad, before you sit, will you grab me a a bushlight? I apologize.
1: The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the theme music, mm-hmm. I, I could... Play that on a loop, and it would put. It's just comfortable. It is,
0: yeah, Anthony Clay, mad, mad props, and thanks again to the boys from Green Thirteen uh, last week. We have a live version. I haven't put it in yet. They they performed it live last week. I mean, the, the, all the lighters were out. Yeah, it, w- it was not a dry in the house. How could it be?
2: Well, that's important. That it was lighters and not cell phones. Then yes,
0: amen. Mm, yeah, Professor, I'm going to need you on this one. Yeah. So this is going to get interesting. At number three, now the latest Van Halen news is going to consume the final two spots of the Gimme Five. So let's put this one at number three, the band Vandenberg. Now, as I consume (laughs) everything Michael Shanker these days with his Fall Columbus show coming, fingers crossed, Vandenberg keeps popping up into my mix. And and back in the day, I loved uh, Burning Heart. Loved that track. Uh, The entire 82, I think that's when it came out, the debut album, but The Professor will help us with that. I thought we could lean on The Professor... For this one as well. Sometimes I like to, in the Gimme Five, just throw a band out there. Just, if, number one, for people who know the band are like, oh my God, I haven't talked about Vandenberg in forever. Or number two, I have no idea who that is. I don't know who Adrian is. Or any of that, the, the whole story or any of that. Uh, talk about, Bob doesn't have an app for trains, so we're going to continue this conversation. That could, get, that could get dark. It could, yes. So mm-hmm. Vandenberg, and I know you're a huge fan Kind of hit people, Professor, hit people to uh, to the band Vandenberg.
2: So Vandenberg was founded by the legendary oh. Flying Dutchman, Adrian Vandenberg. Yes. And uh, as you pointed out, most well-known for the song Burning Heart. Right. But far more than just a single track, uh, they released three solid albums there in the mid-early 80s between uh, the self-titled Vandenberg and the Alibi yeah. and another one. and. uh were on their way to growing success as the eighties kind of took off. When uh, a gentleman by the name of David Coverdale reached out to Mr. Vandenberg and asked him to participate in the White Snake '87 period.
0: Boom, boom.
2: And so he put Vandenberg on hold and stepped into that role and became the main songwriting partner for White Snake for the next uh, what 10, 12 years.
0: Yeah, man. And and really, and Professor and Trent, either one of you want to hop in on this because. You know, my MSG mix is turning in. There's a lot of Vandenberg, but a lot of similarities into that sound. I love that from... Yeah, hear that. I love that... I would say 80 <laughs> to almost 82. There's that... Those three years, 80, 81, 82. Whatever that hard rock vibe was, Shanker, a big part of that. Oh, yeah. Vandenberg, a big part of that. Yeah. Um, you, you think of... And I don't, I don't know what year Fastway came out, um, but, but I'm just... But that might not Ex- fall into except that. Except. except. Wolf Hoffman, let's, same kind of guy. Let's, same uh, player. Yeah, I guess we can branch out there as yeah. far as the years go. Yeah. But there's like a three or four year period, yeah. we'll say. Yeah, Fast where, way where 82, 83, Well, there you go, 82. Right, right on. So, but there's, there's similarities in that. I love, I don't know what that's called. I, there's no one else... There's only a handful of bands that have that sound, but I absolutely love the shit out of it. And in the way I would describe it as you had
2: these European guitarists right. that were classically trained, mm-hmm. but good, were listening to American rock and roll and regurgitating their interpretation of that with their classical backgrounds, yeah. which gives it a unique style. Before that neoclassical of Yngwie and some of the God. shredders, these other guys had Listen it named.
1: You're
0: welcome. Mm-hmm. That's why I bring him. <laughs> You're getting an education, yeah. kids. Uh, and as far as Vandenberg these days, does he? What's what's his story? Oh, so for amazing. the last
2: actually four or five years, he's had a couple of projects yeah. working. He's been working Vandenberg's Moon Kings, which is you need to check out. It's a European release, a little difficult to find here, but has much of the same feel as the original Vandenberg, with a little bit more of a modern twist to it. He also stepped aside, and being an artist that he is, started painting. Mm-hmm. So he's been doing a lot of painting and having actual gallery exhibits.
0: I think he's been pretty successful with it.
2: And then, <laughs> if that's not enough, this last year, he reformed Vandenberg.
0: Right. Now, that and, I did know. I'd kind and I of seen that. You, that right.
2: album is as solid as any Vandenberg record really ever released. It is outstanding. All right, man. God. And they, yes, uh, keep going, brother. in Hell February yeah. of this year, we're part of the Monsters of Rock cruise out of Florida. And actually, that is their first show in the States, I believe, in 17 years, I want to say. 15, 17, somewhere in there. But that's the first he'd been stateside.
0: Wow. So
1: professor. there's a lot of call for him to come right? back. You know I, did? I tap. I tap, dude. I tap. I, I told him. I just dropped the mic. I know, man. <laughs> but softly. But I, sof- I appreciate yeah, that. Well, Bob well, built that bar, yeah. so we don't want to scratch right that there. up.
0: I, I still use water, Bob. I don't use any kind of anything with alcohol. I, I try not to spill alcohol on it. It's it <laughs> happened. But that's so cool. Professor, gosh darn it. Yeah. That, dude, I, I love that. And you're so dialed in. And, and you're, I know... It's not something I would pass out to everybody, but dude, you're a great follow on Facebook. Just being Facebook friends, because I'm yeah. like, oh shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like his, he does those uh, the anniversaries oh, yeah. of, the, of the shows yeah. or an album coming out and stuff. Yeah. Dude, I absolutely love it. You yeah. you need to be uh, Bob. We need to check in with him more often. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, really if we do. If, if, we if, question, question, we answer, yeah. if we have a question, if we have a question, number two, before we get to the, uh, so this is going to be kind of a double Van Halen. Story, but I have at number two. Michael Anthony says that he won't put any Van Halen dirt in his autobiography. And you know, once I get down to these last couple, I just quit reading because my eyes are getting kind of tired. But he says he's not going to do it. He says people have been asking him to do a a biography. That will happen, but he says it's not his his. He's just not the type of guy to do dirt. I think which. Classy, it's super classy. Yeah, and and here's the thing: the, the only thing that professor a Professor has a lot more tolerance for Sammy than I do, which I respect. I respect, <laughs> but I think he learned a lesson from what kind of happened. Maybe Sammy's like, "Hey, dude, just don't even yeah. go down that road because Completely. I I regret right. it." And and Sammy does regret. It. Look, the one thing I like most about Sammy, other than I love Standing Hampton and VOA, I love those. I do yeah. love those yeah. records. Yeah. Uh, and and, and fifty-one fifty. I'll give you guys fifty-one fifty. But the thing I like about Sam the most is the way he took care of Mike when shit absolutely got weird.
2: Completely yeah.
0: he, he He had Mike's back. Well, they did him dirty. Well, they did. Yeah. Don't read the Noel Monk book because it'll keep you up at night. you have to take about three showers before you go to yeah, bed. Yeah, they did him bad. They did him real bad. But I just think it's cool that Mike's going to take the high road yeah. on that and, and just not even and go down that route. And, so. and I'm
2: going to add to that just my little Mike story here. Uh, About four years ago, we saw The Circle out in Dayton at the Rose Music Center. And uh, Michael Anthony's birthday. And there were a number of fans that had brought signs uh, berating and disparaging the Van Halen brothers for the way they had done Mikey. Oh, wow. And tried to convince Mike to hold up. Hold signs up yeah. to chime in, and, 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 and Mike just shook his head and said, hey, no, I appreciate the sentiments, but and not me. And just absolutely, here he is in concert with a chance that, you know, if you really wanted to bash somebody, it may or may not get out, and right. he still took the high road.
0: Sammy would have done it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, he well, hey, look, I'm a Dave guy. Dave probably would have done it if, you know. If well, It kind of I mean, makes you wonder if that's how he was raised. You know what I mean? Well, dude, he's, he's been with the same girl. I mean, that was throughout the whole time of the band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To go through all that and, and still have your... Yeah. Your, your late... I don't know, man. I, mad respect for him. Mad yeah. respect. All right, here we go, guys. Let's try and figure this out. So here's all these Van Halen rumors. Joe Satriani has confirmed that he has been in discussions with Alex Van Halen and David Lee Roth about taking part in an all-star Van Halen tribute project. Now, the 65-year-old guitarist addressed the rumor just days after former Metallica bassist Jason Newstead revealed to the Palm Beach Post that he was approached by the Van Halen drummer about six months ago about playing bass for the project. Newstead told the Florida newspaper that he agreed to go to California to jam with Alex and Joe and see if it felt right, but he eventually realized that it would be impossible to do justice to Van Halen's legacy. More on that in a second. So Joe says, I've been talking to Al and Dave for about a year about doing something, a tour, something like that. Uh, that was going to be a true tribute to Eddie and the Van Halen legacy. He says, for me, it was a terrifying prospect of doing something like that, but I realized it was something that would be a real labor of love for me. I was just so honored to take on the challenge. He would, Satch didn't—I feel bad for him because he shouldn't have said this, and I love Jason Newstead. I have no idea why he f- can well, said that. I, I, Jason, why, why would you even bring that up, man? Why, that article.
1: So I don't know if it was that article I read that, but right about the same time that came out, there had been some people bashing him about playing online, that he couldn't play, couldn't play anymore, because okay. I think he'd gotten hurt or something. I knew you guys had talked me off the ledge because yeah. I just,
2: I, he had stepped into, he, he talked about basically the head banging, similar to what Tom Araya from Slayer went yeah. through with neck and shoulder. Whoa, issues, oh, I get that. I and, get that. I get that. Stated that you know he couldn't perform. Like he performed. Oh, he said he couldn't be know. in a
0: metal band again. I, I, I get that. Yeah. But I think he just kind of was... Who has a docking ringtone? Who has a docking ringtone? You, buddy. This guy right here. I'm going to turn my phone off. So, my thing is, don't. He shouldn't have said anything. No, I just he shouldn't. Because they said that there was. And I, there was another article that I read where, you know, Joe, well, actually, Al's the one that said, hey, man, we're kind of keeping this on the down low. Yeah. You know, we talked about, you know, and these are two different things you know your friend's health but we talk okay yep yeah, you're right professor when you're right you're right Here
1: he comes oh yeah
0: it's fly pattern bomb. i'll never regain that train of thought but bob where's that plane coming from it's coming
1: out of columbus it's a southwest airlines heading to nashville
0: okay how many people 69 souls. 69 yeah
1: he's going to say duty no.
0: No hot chicks. 69 wow. and no Jones hot chicks. No, no MILFS no wow. or GILFs. He win- got an update. You got, got an update last a week. It's a Wednesday night. Okay, fair enough. I guess my thing is I just wish Jason wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. That's right. We we talk about how you gotta kinda especially when people look, they're prepared, they're not trying to keep a friend's sickness quiet. I don't wanna no, I don't wanna absolutely. compare that. I don't wanna compare that. But you know, Al's like wants to do something special for his brother. Just don't tell anybody, man. Yeah, you know, just I don't know. I don't know. It, it was, and I, yeah. dude, who's cooler than Newstead? Yeah. No, I mean he's he's probably he's, one of my one of the nicest guys in Metallica I've, I've ever I've talked to. I heard that he is just a he's classic. solid, man. Yeah. He's solid, and maybe you know, you never know when you're getting in an interview. But I was like, damn it, I wish he wouldn't have said anything. Uh, do you guys have a problem with that? Do you do you have a you have a problem with that? You want me to tell you what Dave said? You want to hear what the, the Diamond one said when asked by the Van Halen news desk? To chime in on the hypothetical tour, uh, Roth emailed the following statement. In my mind, Van Halen, in the age of COVID, I'm going to try this too in my day voice, is going to require two of us for every position. Satriani and Lukather, Anthony and Newstead, Al or Tommy Lee, probably the only one who could do my job today would be Pink. (laughs) <laughs> I can you see know, that. You know what? People are like, "Oh, that's a slam on on." That's a, they're coming after Sammy. It's like, no, I guarantee you, Dave doesn't say he doesn't do cryptic shit no. like that. He's he'll say something if he's got to say something. Yeah, I, I think he digs Pink, and I think she kicks ass, I and think I have no him. problem with that. If they're gonna do it like a like a, something for 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 Ed, yeah. and just go out there and celebrate his music, let Sam and Mike, and let everybody be a part of it.
2: Thank you. That's it. Right, that's and he it has to be done. if you're going to go out and honor Ed, it has to be done as a family. Bring
0: but, it, to everybody look. And, and Dave's already done stuff with Sam. This is between Al and Sam. Everybody wants to say Dave and Sam, Dave yeah, and Sam. That, this that's, this has nothing to yeah. do with with Dave and Sam. This has everything to do with Al. I think Al holds and Sam, crutch. and he does with the book, and he yeah. does yeah. all those guys. Understandably, I mean, well, I get it. But yeah. It's yeah. So check this out. I've got I've got I've got another story. So this is Gimme 6 and it's it's more Van Halen. All right. So when Dave Lee Roth did his first Las Vegas residency at the House of Blues in January of 2020, uh he was supposed to have a special guest, original basis, uh, basis Michael Anthony. So Michael says he was going to do some shows with with Dave there. They had some scheduling conflicts or anything like that, but so check this out. I, I, this is this is cool. You know, everyone you know if you're on the Sammy Hagar side you just think Roth is a, a piece of crap well Anthony and Roth reconnected in 2017 when Roth made a $10,000 donation to the Walk LA event for Children's Hospital LA in memory of Anthony's grandson Rex who had died of a heart disease uh, at 2 weeks old in April of that year I'm glad they're good yeah agreed I don't know I don't know if Mike and Al have been able to it almost sounds like if he was going to snag Al to come to his Vegas show talking about Dave, and he had kind of talked it through with Michael. I th- I think the three out of the out of the mighty, there out of the original are, are okay. I, it sounds that Could way be? to me. It sounds it, that way to me. But guys, and I don't know what you've heard. I've talked about it on this show. I don't go into too much detail about it because it's a super downer for me. But I worry about Dave's health. I, I thought that's what happened with the, the those. You know, I say he doesn't do cryptic shit. Well, he did. That's what shocked me because. He did do some of that stuff in that audio message, mm-hmm. right? Some of it was point blank talking about being in, in Ed's rearview mirror. Ed, those objects might be me. I mean, that stuff's not too cryptic. That's that makes me think that something's wrong. Well, so, but I, but hey, look, I, I hope I hope this is you know the best thing to come out of this is as far as the news leaking and all that is that maybe Dave is okay. Yeah, uh, that's I, I take some some solace out of that saying, well, you know what? I'm That does make me feel good that if Dave is planning something, maybe he is okay. But he's, I mean, again, he's one of those guys. He's man. private, man. He, Dave he, is super he, private. He's, he's like pure where it's like, that's what I'm worried about. It's like, I was worried. It's like yeah. going to be one of those times where it's like, boom, where someone comes in the, the front of the studio and says, guess what, Arch, you yeah. know, he's gone. Well, and, so, and it's
2: interesting to see the choices because it's almost like outside friends, acquaintances are working on right. working some peace deals. You know, you've got... Oh, Mike. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry.
0: It's fly I told you, it could be a very emotional time, and then
1: something happens. I was getting
0: ready to cry. I know.
1: I Columbus gone to St. Louis, uh, 112 souls. Now, my guy's saying it's a gilf. Okay. But... She's only forty
0: six. Oh well, so you I'm never know. She know. might be from southeastern Ohio, bro. Yeah, <laughs> she might be from my neck of the Everyone woods. You can, yeah. <laughs> you can you have you can have a grandma then. You can have a grandma then. So, uh, professor, so do so, so you think there's a, kind of an olive branch situation here, which I, I think it, is. It, I it hope It seems man. that
2: way from the outside looking in. You you've I got. So, man. I hope so. Roth and Mikey making up. Mm-hmm. A- and essentially, you would have the Roth angle to work back with Alex on bringing Mikey back into the fold. And then, what really was interesting for me—that of all the guitar players that are more than accomplished in this world—that it's Satch of all people who plays with Sammy and Chickenfoot. Right. So now you've got Satch into the connection. picture I didn't and could well, be brokering I... some of that piece between Sam and Alex
1: and Michael Anthony.
2: And Michael Anthony.
1: And Michael plays in what band?
2: The Circle. Yeah, when well, he plays yeah. in whatever Chicken Sammy food. wants him to play, he plays in
0: whatever band Sammy's playing in, right?
1: Exactly. He was in Chicken Foot. Right. Yeah.
0: So. Let me just let the record show, and everybody knows I have, uh, I have mocked Chicken Foot, but if that brings everybody back together, I, I am... I like that. I Dude, I get it. I get it. I'm just... <laughs> yeah. I'm just grumpy old Roth fan. I, I, get, I it. get it. I get it. But
1: and he, I was really... I mean, Steve Lukather? Right. Holy crap! I,
0: well. and, and,
2: and there's another interesting choice. Steve and Sammy have been spending some time together in the press. You, over would, the know. Last couple of you years. would know. You would know, Professor. Sammy's rock and road trip, <laughs> yeah.
0: and a couple of other things. That I, don't, I don't. I don't mind that show. Involved. I kind of like that show. I like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're all getting. You know. Maybe we're all just getting a little softer in our old age now. Right? A little Wiser. Hey. But well. Dare <laughs> I said, say it? Maybe I've grown up. I've got one more story, and then we'll say our goodbyes. But before we do that, you've got to kind of tell the people. Professor, I'm not going to let you go. You had like some uh, Rudy Shanker and Michael Shanker. What was that? So, what were you telling me? Before n- news came
2: out today in an okay. article that they were interviewing <laughs> Rudolph Shanker. And of course, anybody that's followed Rudolph and Michael Shanker, Michael has had. More than his share. Of I
1: basically mean, invented a guitar. Right, they yeah. all copy me. The Ro- The Rolling Stones want
0: me. So, they did. Yeah, That's he, what he says. No, they did. Yeah. They, I think well, they, See, did. okay, fair enough. I'm and, not down the man. And Michael I love even Shanker. played
2: in Rat for a minute.
0: Yes, he did. And, and as a favorite of Warren, as a favorite. Bad to Warren, that was. <laughs> right. It was. Bad. But <laughs>
2: Michael was kind of bashed everybody, but more so his brother than anybody else in the press over the last several years. Gotcha. And so they were asking Rudolph about what his take on everything was. And and, and Rudolph basically said, I still talk to him. He's my brother. I love him a bunch. And he said, most importantly, he said, I still see a day that we're gonna play together again. So whether that means Scorps reunion, Michael and Rudolph on something, there's that tease out there they, let the, me the just, Shaker brothers might be back together. Yes, and
0: let something. me throw this out there as well. I can tell you right now the Garage Days listeners are going to want more, Professor,
1: <laughs> as we go
0: along. i should tell- hear our conversation. I can. Well, did you... You're not pissing out the window while yeah, you're well, talking, are you? Yeah, or, okay. One last story. And, I, and the reason I want to uh, put this out there is just because I feel kind of bad. I'm, I love Def Leppard. And I kind of poo-pooed on, on the first single kick. Yeah. Uh, remember, uh, Diamond Star Halos, their new album, is going to be out May 27th. That first single kick was I just awful. it was last month. I didn't like it. Painful? I didn't like it. But they have released. And actually today, we, everybody knows we record these on Wednesdays. And we release them on Fridays. Sometimes on Mondays, Cornbread. Yeah, but we, uh, we, we release them on not. Friday. I know, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Sometimes we, we do have to release them on, on a Monday. But this was released today, the new Def Leppard single. It's called Take What You Want. It's the second song off that new album, Diamond Star Halos. Guys, I really liked it. I, I You know, uh, am I, am I going to love it? I don't know. I got to listen to it a couple more times. But I was, I was so, maybe it was because I was so anti-kick and thought it stunk yeah, so I, bad. Well, the production, it just sounded... This sounds really, really good. It sounded bad. Now, I don't know if I necessarily agree. This I pulled this off our uh, prep service at work, and I was like, oh, this will be a good one to talk with the guys. But check this out. They say an opening that echoes Pink Floyd's brain damage is a straight ahead rocker, minus that overproduced sound of their earlier records, produce, uh, producer Mutt Lang. They're all over the place there. I, I do think it's a little bit, I do think it sounds a little more early. Look, this isn't high and dry. This is not yeah. um, through the night. I, I'm not saying that. This isn't even pyromania. Yeah. But it's it's better than kick. <laughs> All right. They, so, what do you guys that, think? Yeah, man. That is one of those
1: bands that I, I, you either love them or hate them. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I love them. And if, I that's, if that's the choice you're going to give me, I love them. Yeah. And I, I think Joe Elliott. I think, you talk about under appreciate oh, it I, but, I I, think, but I, I I think i think i think joe but dude and really if you think about it and as, as awesome as phil collin is yeah. as awesome Vivian. as he is Vivian I, I think campbell i know I, th- I think pete and, and steve oh, yeah. might be i would push them up into any conversation about your two best guitarist yeah, as, as far as yeah. a tandem
1: yeah
2: steve clark as one of the greatest riffmeisters he, he, in the history of rock and roll. Music. All right.
0: If we were talking about rhythm guitarists, honestly, I I think, tell me if I'm out of out of whack here, I think it's Malcolm, I think it's I think it's Clark, and I think it's James Hetfield. As far as rhythm guitar players, who else are you throwing out? Are you going to throw a shanker at me? What are you doing? Scott Ian. I have no problem with that discussion. Yeah. I have no problem with Kinda that. Kind of overlooked. Yeah. I mean, he's... Well, if you're going to go that route, then I'm going to throw Eric Peterson from Testament in. Ugh! If yep. we're gonna, yeah. Rhythm wow. guitar players. We should do a whole show on rhythm guitar players. That, that could be a topic. Oh, here we go. What about Adrian Smith? Yes, but I think most people would but, say Dave might be a little more. Uh, yeah, they, they trade off a they lot. Do. I mean, they do. They do trade off a lot. They do trade off a lot. Yeah. But I'm a Murray guy. Yeah, I But Adrian's uh, Flash. Everyone loves Adrian. You know, you've got everyone's gotta love him.
2: Yeah, and, and I'll be the different one here. I'm a Janet Gurse guy.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. Of course you are. <laughs> yeah. Of course you but are. But did you hear the Smith Codes? He he,
1: he's having fun. He, does he sure does. Yeah. Did you hear the Smith Cotson?
0: Yes, I did. I you, dug it. I, I, I liked it a lot. I dug it. That's dude really Richie, good. whatever he does, I kinda did. Yeah, I kinda Cotson's uh, pretty, pretty amazing. damn he is. Yeah. He is. Talk about a dude that I guess he's doing the best with what, how it all kind of went down there yeah. with Poison. Yeah. I mean, that's that, whole lost, yeah, that's that whole lost era when we talk about the late 80s and early 90s and how tough it was for a lot of fans that I mean, we talked about it earlier. You know, that was the situation a lot of folks yeah. ran into. All right. Well, then they had Blue Saraceno after that. That's right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Totally un- un- totally unappreciated guy. I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard him. If you guys oh, ever get a chance
0: to listen to him, listen to the Plot album. Will you guys come back this summer? Both of you, absolutely, Trent Anytime. Professor. Will you guys come back this summer? I think. Wouldn't that, dude? Bob, cornbread. It's 180 degrees from last week's show. Well, yes, yeah. this is <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yes, this is. <laughs> this is yeah. Last week was like you know 84 Stern, and this is like the Lehrer hour. Yeah. As far as as far as what you know, you're going to learn something.
1: Yeah. He's not just a pretty face. No, that's uh, what this one's for. Okay, both like of it. you, stop it. <laughs> you know I mean? Trent,
0: professor. Guys, number one, it's great seeing you. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you so much. Uh, come back this summer. Love to. All right. Yeah. Hey, one time, you know, I, I, I have all my buddies, all my guitar buddies come out, but one time I would love to have where we kind of gather around and you guys just kind of shred. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. That's what that's we got to gotta gather, like some of the guys that we've had on I, here. I can shred a little, not a lot. Okay. Just a tiny little bit. Okay. Whatever, dude. I know that's d- hey. Cornbread. I don't think cornbread. Cornbread. Oh, cornbread and I've talked about you. Well, we've both seen yeah. you play, dude. Yeah. Yes. It's yes, that's that's yeah. not that's not up for debate. Yeah. I get lucky. You get, <laughs> I get lucky. So Thanks guys. Other things besides that. Okay. Yeah. See, see <laughs> yeah. now cornbread. Yeah, good. Do you talk. like his
1: nickname? I do. Gooby Cornbread, that's a new character,
0: right? When you guys ran back, you know, twenty some years ago, it was it was Gooby? Yeah, Gooby, but now it's, he's Cornbread. And tell him how I got that nickname. How did he get the nickname Gooby? We just voted Dwayne on Cornbread. I don't, he, I don't want to know your well, past he had history. Pur- I don't know about all your old girlfriends. And so, what he are we doing? He had the purple truck. You had a purple truck. Is that
1: what it started? The Barney truck? Because <laughs> we called it the Barney, the Barney truck. I just called started calling you Gooby one day. I thought Oh, yeah. I think my oldest boy called him, started calling, hi, Gooby. Aww. And
0: then- Terms of endearment, though. Well, we meant it in that, a good way. We
1: worked at a couple builders, and everybody there knew
0: him as Gooby. Gotcha. And so it just took off. Well, tell everybody he's cornbread now. He's cornbread. The people have spoken. They have voted on it. He is cornbread. Yeah. Trent Anderson, thank you so much, man. Absolutely, brother. Great thank hang you. Professor, see you. Pre- great seeing you, man. Appreciate you guys, man. And that's going to do it for this week's show, I know I say it a lot, but I can't thank you enough for the downloads each week. You never know what you're going to get each episode. It could be one of our rock and roll heroes calling the garage, or it could be me and my friends connecting a bunch of 30-packs together and then burning them in the driveway. You never you never know. For those of you listening, you seem to be down for whatever, and that's the coolest thing ever. So upcoming shows, April 29th, Keith Pickens from Rat Bastard Syndicate and Cattail Brew. That right, yes yes See, you, right he
1: that guy is a hammer. one of the best in town oh my one god one of the best
0: one of the best around his tempo I shouldn't even that, it doesn't waver it's, people tell me that that uh, pocket it's, that, it's, that it's he is on. in he's the All man the time. he's the man yeah. he is the man so I've got Keith on the 29th. and then on May sixth the band Rumspringer will join me in the Hawks Nest until the next episode stay frosty.
2: I'll have to check that out.